I greet you all in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. In this teaching, which is part two, we are going to focus on the origin and the true meaning of Passover. I believe that by now we have already listened to part one, which was addressing the issue of the origin and the true meaning of Easter. So this time around we are going to focus on Passover. What is the true meaning of Passover? What do we mean by Passover? Where did it originate from? What does it signify for us as Christians? And we are just going to read from one scripture, which is found in the book of Exodus chapter 12. And we are going to read verse 1 up until verse 13. We are reading from the book of Exodus chapter 12. Verses 1 up until 13. And it reads The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons. According to what each can eat, you shall make your count for a lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. And you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the doorpost and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire, with unleavened bread and bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted, its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let, no, you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The Lord shall the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This is the reading of the word of God. And can we just pray? Father God, we just want to thank you. And we thank you for the revelation knowledge that is going to flow today. We are excited, Heavenly Father, for what you are doing in our lives. Thank you for the knowledge that you are imparting in our spirits. I pray that, Heavenly Father, we receive this by faith and that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. I thank you and I bless you in the name of Jesus. Now, saints, I mentioned the today we are in this teaching, we are going to focus on the true meaning and the origin yeah, Passover. Now, where we have read, this is the scripture, say, say, 
what passover is all about when you want to know about the original passover you find it in this book of exodus chapter 12 this is where it originated from and now where we are reading we understand or we know the background story behind this sorry the israelites have been in egypt for 430 years as slaves even though they were not slaves during the first years when joseph was still alive but after joseph had died the new pharaoh who did not know about joseph started to to oppress them now where we are reading right now it is after the israelites have cried and they've they've complained to god about the suffering that they were going through in the land of egypt and mudimu sent moses free. and we know hore Egypt. There were a series of plagues. The God, what's the Mudimu Ailing Adi imposer on the Egyptians? There were all nine, and now this is the last one. This is the tenth one. Momudimu Adinga Famosus and Assurance Hore. I have show, I have punished Pharaoh with nine plagues, and still. He did not want to let my people go. But now with this tenth one, he will let you go. Come rain or shine. He's going to set you free. And now Rebona Mudimumona he gives the Israelites instructions. Hore the night that I'm going to set you free, the night that I'm going to liberate you from Egypt. There are a number of things that you must do. First of all, when you go back to Verse 2 Yayona, the Bible says, Mudimu declared that this month shall be for you the beginning of months. It says it shall be the first month of the year for you. In other words, it means, sorry, this month, was to become the new year. We see God declaring a new year in the middle of the year. Because he was about to do something new. He was about to do something that they were not expecting. He was about to do something that was beyond their comprehension. Mudimu was about to set them free. Mudimu was about to move in a drastic way in their lives. So as a result, Mudimu declared a new year. You see, this is how powerful God is. Or when God is about to, to, to move it does not matter it does not matter what circumstances are you going through. It does not matter but Mudimu can just declare new things in the midst of your challenges, in the midst of the oppressions, in the midst of your stress, in the midst of you will not come through them. Mudimu can still declare it's a new year because he was about to do something new in their lives. So Mudimu number one declared that that was going to be their new year. So in other words, he was changing the calendar of the Jews. He was changing their calendar. Hore. Your year will now begin that will be your first year and secondly an instructionary each and every household was to have a lamb meaning if the family was too small to have one lamb they could negotiate with their neighbors and then share the lamb but the lamb was to be a lamb without blemish in the now you see Huri, this one was pointing to to Jesus Christ. Huri, he was going to be our Passover our Passover lamb because remember Huri, he was born immaculate. 
so as a result he was going to be our passover lamb so this was already pointing to to jesus christ who will save mankind and then after Hore, each and every household ibeli a lamb god says what they must do with the lamb they must on the date that on the day that he will set they must kill the lamb and then take the blood now here's the trick Basalwan. I, I want you to notice this because many a times when you speak about this one but when you you go through the the bible translations it says they must take the blood and put it next to the doorpost here they must put the blood so and especially okay exodus chapter 12 verse 7 it then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses so in other words so i am going to explain how that was done why am i emphasizing on that point and then the bible says after that they will have to roast the meat and eat it with unleavened bread and then with bitter herbs and they had to eat and then with their bells ready for the road because Mudim was about to do something and strike the Egyptians once and for all and set his people free now this is what I want us to understand our understanding thus far Corey, each and every household must have a lamb and it must be a lamb without a blemish secondly they kill it and then they put blood next to the doorpost and above the doors and then thirdly they must eat it with a living bread and with bitter herbs now let me get deeper and show you the revelation into this why mudimo and arabanke madi bawabeye next to their doors historically marena hulusna there was there were no tv there were no television sets there were no radios so presently when the president of south africa wants to speak to us you know he will give us the state of the nation address on television and then we can switch on our tvs in our houses and listen to what he has to say or watch what uh, he's saying to us as the nation but remember during these days they did not have television sets so what the king will do if for instance the king wanted to come and visit his subjects in Ratanda the king will physically come to Ratanda with his soldiers and all those people who are protecting him they will come to Ratanda and then and then but Ratanda will know hore on such a date the king is coming to Ratanda so they will prepare for the king and one thing that they will do normally they will they will take some blood and and put it inside a, a small barrel and then put it next to to the door and then when the king was passing by he will see the blood so come on someone whenever any africa and see the blood in that house 
it signified Hore, those people in that house they had a covenant with him it was a covenant of blood he knew that that blood served as an invitation that he's welcomed in that house so he could come in if he wanted to and if there was a house that was not having blood outside it signified to rebut one queen they were against the king so the king will normally send in an executioner and kill them now you see we know many times we don't understand it when we we read this verse because we say i will pass over and i will kill all the egyptians but we don't understand one thing it is not like that actually as we we normally interpret it the word the key word here that is used for Passover. can we go, let's go back and and look at it we go to the very same book of exodus chapter 12 verse 12 it says for i will pass through the land of egypt that night and i will strike all the firstborn in the land of egypt both man and beast and on all the gods of egypt i will execute judgment i am the lord the blood shall be a sign for you that is verse 13 the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are and when i see the blood i will pass over you when i see the blood I will pass over you now this is where we normally take it away when God sees the blood he will pass over us but it is not the truth it is not like that the word that is used here it is the Hebrew word Pasach Pasach and the word Pasach does not mean to pass over the word Pasach means to come in remember hurry blood signifies the covenant it signifies hurry we have a covenant with god so whenever god saw the blood it simply implied hurry he was going to pass he was not going to pass over but he was going to come in wherever he saw the blood he was not going to pass over but he was going to pass he was going to come in and be in that house his presence will be in them because now of the covenant between him and these people a significant the blood and then what will happen you finally the next door house it's the house of an egyptian and there was no blood they did not have blood so whenever the executioner the angel of death came and then itolahori there is blood here it cannot come in because in that house there is a covenant these people they have a covenant with god so the angel of death will not come in but it will pass over it is not god who passes over but it is the angel of death that passes over it will pass over where there is the blood and get into houses where there is no blood now this is powerful and it, i believe all your eyes are being opened here for the passage it's not it is not about god passing over us mudimu will not pass over us but mudimu whenever he sees the blood he comes in and he dwells in with us now we understand already the moment we receive jesus christ is our lord and savior then we can into a covenant mudimu a covenant of blood with us and therefore we become his and he become ours if you understand how covenants were cut in israel i will not get into details about it but one other thing that i will do when two people were cutting a covenant they will cut a vein in their hands and then against one another to say in other words the blood that is in me goes into you and the blood that is in you comes into me 
Therefore, come on, someone, we exchange blood and we become blood partners. We become covenant partners. That is why marriage is a covenant of blood as well. So, after doing that, they will then exchange their names. Okay? Then they will exchange names and they will exchange weapons as well. To say, my strength is now your strength. Your weakness is now my weakness. So, in other words, these people, by a covenant, a permanent, where whatever you are going through, I will be there with you. So, this is the true meaning of Passover. Hore, God does not pass over us. But God comes into our houses. He passes into our houses. He comes in because of the covenant that he, he made with us through Jesus Christ. And he dwells inside our houses. And it is only the, the, the angel of death that will pass over. That is why Psalms 91, no evil shall befall us. Nothing harmful will come near us. A thousand people can fall around us. Ten thousand all around us. But it says, it will not come near us. And the reason it does not come near us, it is not because of anything else, but it is because of the covenant that we have with God. So, child of God, I want you to understand one thing, that you have a covenant of blood with Jesus Christ. Passover for you implies for who died for you and he, he bought you with the precious blood of the Lamb, that is Jesus Christ. That you have a covenant with God. And therefore, because you have a covenant with God, there is nothing that will harm you. Your enemies cannot come and touch you. They cannot be able to touch you. Not because of who you are. But because, it, it, it is not because of your strength, but it is because the strength of the Lord is in you. When it is said, let the weak say, I am strong. It is because you know that you are weak. But what makes you say you are strong, it is because of your covenant partner. It is, it is not about your, your strength, but it is about the strength of your partner. Because in, in this covenant, in this, in this Passover covenant, we are, we are healed. By His stripes, we were healed. Divine healing is part of this whole package. If you have time, read Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Psalms 103. I mentioned the benefits. It is because and the covenant that is having with us. It is, it is a powerful covenant. It is a powerful covenant. And nobody can change it. Your sins cannot make God turn against His covenant. That is why, Kiri, can we quickly just go to the book of Psalms 103 and read from verse 1. It says, Bless your hope, O my soul. Good news. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and do not forget how kind He is. It says, who verse 3, it, He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He keeps me from the grave and blesses me with love and mercy. He fills my life with good things so that I stay young and strong like an eagle. Now, this is, these are the benefits of this covenant. Child of God, you have a covenant with God. You are a child of God. You are called by His name. When you were supposed to be called a sinner, He exchanged names with you. He took your name. He became the Son of Man so that you can become the Son of God. Today we are called sons of God and we know that we have a covenant with Him. He passes in us. He dwells in us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Irrespective of what you are going through, He is a faithful God. He is true to Himself and to us. And therefore I just want to assure you one thing, that you are not cursed. 
that irrespective of what you are going through, you should know your rights. You should know that you have a covenant with God. And I bless the Lord and I thank Him for this teaching. And I believe that your life will no longer be the same again. You should know whenever disease and sicknesses come in, you should remind the devil that I have a covenant with the most powerful God. He lives inside of me. Remember he said in the book of Revelation, For behold, I'm standing at the door. He says, I will come and pass over. He does not pass over us. But he comes in. But he's a God that will come and dwell inside of us. We bless the Lord. And I just want to say, continue loving the Lord. Continue walking in this grace. Continue walking in this covenant. God bless you and God bless you and God bless you abundantly in the name of Jesus. I pray Father, I thank you for your powerful message, for the revelation knowledge that was flowing in this place. And I thank you right now that anybody who is listening to this teaching, to this recording right now, if they need healing in their body, it is part of the covenant. They are already healed by the stripes of Jesus. And I thank you that if they have every need, it has already been met according to your riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you that you are faithful and you are just and you are merciful and you are kind. Glorify yourself, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent to come and to die for our sins and to set us free. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. I love you very much. Signing off, your Bishop, Timolefe.